So here we are back at Reality Check Chat. I start off every time that way, and I have to delete the end. Um, <laughs> I say this time, leave it in. <laughs> Change it up a little bit. <laughs> We're supported by the Independent Democratic Women of Susquehanna County, Pennsylvania, and that's where we live and breathe. I'm here with my podcasters. I'm Judy Herschel. I hope everyone's staying nice and warm. We've had a mild winter, but it's getting cold. And this is that time of year where people really struggle. So hopefully we'll help you get through your time with a little bit of little bit of education, and a little bit of laughter tonight. <laughs> and I'm Liz Kearney here also with the, uh, the, the blue dots in the Red Sea of Northeastern Pennsylvania. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I wanted to say that I was really depressed today because there are a couple of stories that I was thinking about, talking about. One was about SNAP benefits and how they're the boost during the pandemic. They're coming to an end. I'll talk about that in a minute. And the other one was about the horrible state of our police in this country and a couple of deaths. Besides uh, Tyree Nichols, a death, this man was uh, basically tortured to death in a county jail similar to ours. So I wanted to talk about that. But then I heard this really wonderful interview on All Things Considered with Omar Apollo, who is, he was nominated for a Best New Artist Grammy, I believe. He's 25, but he started off when he was 17. He is so articulate and he's so funny and warm and just um, adorable. And talking about his start on YouTube and his start in singing, how he taught himself to do a tremolo kind of thing. His father said, you can't sing. <laughs> you know, he's a teenager. You can't sing. So he taught himself on Facebook this this vibrato type thing. And then his father said, oh, my gosh, you, you can sing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then he wrote some songs and he put a song on Spotify and he woke up the next morning and he had tens of thousands of likes. Now he has an album and he's, as she said, what is it like to be a, he's a the son of Mexican immigrants. So he's Mexican American. He's queer and he lives in Indiana. He's from Indiana. He's from the Midwest. So, you know, he said, you know, everybody's so caught up on this identity of mine, they're so caught up in this identity of mine that they did, they forgot that, you know, hey, I made an album, you know, listen to my album. I'm and actually very talented. Very talented. He's very cute. And anyway, if you haven't listened to that interview, I suggest you do. And he's tall. And he says, you know, everybody in my family, they're Mexican. They're short. I don't know. Son of a milkman or something. Anyway. <laughs> I really love that though, Barb, because especially in the in the entertainment industry, it's the last 20 years, they kind of handpick. They put their boy bands together. You know, it's all almost, I don't know, cookie cutted, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And the one thing that I think the internet has done, it's allowed everyday people that normally wouldn't have the opportunity to have that type of profile. So good, good for him. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. I mean, it's just so great. Of course, my nephew tried to do it too, and he didn't get tens of thousands of listeners. Anyway, so that was uplifting. But I also heard a SNAP story about how the SNAP benefits are coming to an end, just like the child credit came to an end. These are things that brought people out of poverty. And I think it was on Here Now or, yeah, Here Now or something like, some show like that on the public radio. They had people calling in and saying that the benefits, seniors, several seniors, so a lot of seniors 
are now able to eat with this benefit that they're going to get rid of. They're now able to eat nutritiously. Mm -hmm. You know, they can afford to eat better and healthier food with the benefit that is about to expire and the Republicans want to cut because they're unfeeling. And don't you know, poor people are lazy. Which I'm, I'm sick of that. You you know, and I know that the majority of people that receive those benefits are seniors and women with children, you know, families. And you're right. It's not people taking advantage. Listen, do people take advantage of the system? Yes, they do. But it is not the majority. It, it, the majority it, it, them. They had a woman who uh, was family of three. I guess she had two children. She said her food stamps before the they added this extra SNAP money. And then maybe I should say it's the um, sup. What is it? Supplemental nutrition. What's the A? Supplemental program? nutrition program. What's the A? Hold on. Well, that's okay. Well, anyway, it's that's the it's the old food stamps. It used to be called food stamps. Now they're called SNAP benefits. And she said that before the, the addition of this, her family, the the money ran out after twenty days. The food stamps ran out after twenty days. And she had to scrape around, go to food pantries and try to scrape around to find the next 10 days where this extra benefit from SNAP made it so she could get through 30 days. I mean, I wish these people would call into Congress and we'd hear it all over the place. You know, we'd hear it in Congress. We'd hear Kevin McCarthy and all whoever wants to cut all this, these domestic policies the um, extra benefit for families with children. Why don't we want to feed people? And this Cornell professor said, because we say that they can work. They don't need it. it. What Judy said, she didn't use the word lazy, but being taken advantage of, we're just paying for people's food when they don't need it. The A stands for assistance, by the way, okay. and the supplemental nutrition assistance program. Can a senior at 75 get a job? Most likely not. Can, can, a, can a woman with babies and small children who cannot afford daycare get no a pre-K, no, no universal pre-K. If there's even childcare available anywhere around her. Right. People Certainly that are collecting these benefits are not people home playing video games all day long. You know, that's this perception of what this is. And it's so much broader than that. You're right. You know, children will, will, will starve. And they're I hate not, to so dramatic. Not but... buying caviar. I mm-hmm. guarantee you they're not buying caviar, but the fact that they could buy more nutritious food as this older woman, the senior said, um, another man, a man called in, but he didn't say what his, I'm assuming he was a senior as well. But if you're living on social security alone, uh, that's that I don't know how I'm you know like stupefied Barb just to clarify this reading and these were pandemic era boosts to snap yes it's not snap going away completely right it's just an right. extra boost they were, they right. were getting, so that's good but yeah I feel like Judy was saying you know like how is if you're 75 where are you gonna get a job and I've read remarks from older people you know the same people who tell you to work till you're 70 won't hire you after 50 right <laughs> right right, yeah, right. So good luck with that Right. And then, yeah, and then I was talking to him where I used to live. The the, the food bank director was a right. real go getter, and he had been like a businessman in the public sector before he retired. So this this side of you know American poverty was an eye opener for him. 
Okay, because yeah. He understood there were people who really couldn't ever work. Right. And there were always going to be hungry people. And there may be a tiny bit of abuse, of course, in any system. Right. But you don't like starve people to cut out one or two cheaters. Especially you know? in the United States. Yeah. I mean, even if we have to raise taxes on the wealthy, you know, a couple of percentage points, we need to feed, make sure that our people are fed. And and yes, this one woman said that she went from $15 to $200. I don't know. There's a huge difference in how much money. Maybe I'm getting these people confused. But I do remember that it was uh, a, a huge difference between going back to the old system. They're still going to get SNAP benefits, these people. But it, as the one woman said, it, her family ran out of those benefits after 20 days. But with the boost or the extra money, they ran after 30 days. And then this Cornell professor said, and that makes it easier to pay your rent because you've got your money. You've got you don't have to make those up for those 20 days, for example, in that one woman's case, or mm -hmm. in other people's, you, do, you, you don't have to use money to supplement your own food. You mm -hmm. could use it for something else. And we know when kids eat well, they do better in school. You know, the, the root of this problem is, is that the poor are getting poorer. It's harder to get by. The gap between the very wealthy and those that are not is getting wider. Mm -hmm. Now I have my, my kids are teenagers. So I've gotten to know a lot of the kids in our area and a lot of them struggle. I know of working families making 13, $15 an hour and they are working and they're eating ramen noodles every night for dinner. Right. And, and every single night. So, so there's a working poor that maybe doesn't qualify for SNAP too, that, that are doing exactly what the Republicans say they should be doing, and they're having a hard time. Mm -hmm. So it's also taking a, root, a look at the root of the problem is why, why such a, a huge gap in between? Why is it so hard to afford health care? Why is it so hard to go to school? To get it, to get, I mean, all these things are so much related. Um, and, and that's what we have to look at also is how can we make it much easier for people to get along and get better in pre-K? Mandatory pre-K for everybody in this country would be a huge start. Yeah. Amongst other things that we've talked about. Yeah. Well, this this one senior woman said that to eat the healthy food, it makes her healthier. So she doesn't have to go to the doctor so much. You know, right. so she saves there and we save there because she's a Medicare. I'm sure she's a Medicare patient. And then for younger people, healthier food makes them healthier. Or if they have an catastrophe, they have to spend their money on their own health care because we don't have universal health care. Now that we're on that topic, I'll go back to my other gripe in a minute. But Robert Reich has said that how did we get here? Because the, the Republicans cut taxes in 2017 and under Bush. And so he said that under Eisenhower, the wealthy and corporations paid 90 percent tax the tax was up 90% at some the highest the highest level and now it's i think 27%. Look at that huge difference. During the 50s, i think it was 50% or something like that. Well, that's Eisenhower, so i'm i'm confused. But anyway, they paid a lot more in taxes without, you know, any devastation, but when their taxes are cut, then the divide between the wealthy and and the rest of us is huge. And for some reason, 
they're supposed to, you know, give the money to what food banks or something like that. I'm sure some of them do, but they all don't. And that's not the way it should be done. It should be done in a fair way by the federal government. Should I get into, are we done with this topic? I just want to remind, trickle down economics does does not work. No, no. And, and what's it's, frustrating it's, too, Barb, on top of that is, is even if the tax rate is 20 some percent, whatever that number is, 27%. There are so many loopholes where where individuals that make quite a bit of money end up paying no taxes. Exactly. Um, It's a game and it's all legal. So that's where I would start. I think people should pay their fair share. If you're making a huge profit, billions of dollars off of off of the American people, um, you need to pay your fair share. And I think that's what's it's my understanding. That's what Biden is going to say. We need to tax people to get more money. Um, and of course, that's not going to go anywhere with these uh, with this Republican Congress. But I was interested to see that the appropriations committee committees, the one in Congress and the one in the Senate, and then the for the first time, a, a woman, a black woman is the head of the OMB, the Office of Management and Budget. So these five women, the two Democrats and the two Republicans, Patty Murray and Susan Collins, are the Senate and the uh, Republican a leader of the Appropriations Committee is Kay Granger, a conservative from Texas. And the Democrat is Rosa DeLora. Have you heard of her? She has purple hair. I love it. And like six rings on. And they've been in the in the Congress since the 90s, these women. So this, these five women are in charge of the Senate appropriation and the so the Appropriations Committee, they're going to decide, they're going to have a big say in what is in the next budget. And they feel they're going to be able to work together in a bipartisan way to get somewhere before like a shutdown thing. Uh, let's hope mm-hmm. it, it does work out. And as I said, Shalanda Young is the first Black OMB director. And the finally women will have a say. I mean, when Patty Murray, who's now the, the chairwoman of the Senate Appropriations Committee, from Washington state was the only woman in the, on the committee. She's at this giant, it's a 31 foot table or something like that. And she, they always ignored her when she raised her hand to say something, you know? So that's exciting that um, more and more women. Now, unfortunately in Pennsylvania, we are not doing well on the woman front. There's a lot of misogyny going on. There's a lot of, we, we have never had a female governor or Senator. That stinks. Okay. So anybody else want to say anything on that, on that note? As a politician myself, you know me, I love men and women. (laughs) I do. But I have witnessed firsthand being talked over and ignored. It is part of the culture. Sometimes you have to work twice as hard to be to be noticed still. And that's a huge shame. But leave it to these five women to show everybody else how it's done. I have a lot of faith in them. I think it's going to be wonderful to sit back and see how they can show the rest of the government how a government should be run. So, so hopefully they will get a lot accomplished and but leave it to the women. Good for them. Yeah, I hope I hope that they can pull it off because that would be great because we could point to it and say, look, women of different ideologies can work together and, and for the good of the American people. And I love how McCarthy said, Kevin McCarthy said, Biden was being childish and making this debt ceiling thing a political issue. <laughs> and McCarthy just wants what's best for the American people. I mean, could you gag? Oh, my God. oh no, he's not. He's not. He's just wants what's best for the American people. Let's get rid of the food stamps. 
what's best for the American people. We don't want Social Security and Medicare, you know, and don't cut that military, but don't give it to Ukraine, but don't cut it. You know. Well, yeah, and don't forget too that um, the debt ceiling blindly raised it three times for um, the former president. And again, people need to re remember that the debt ceiling, these are for debts we've already incurred. This is not current or future spending. Th these are bills that the Republicans ran up during the former president's administration. They had compounded by that massive tax cut for the very rich. And exactly. also the pandemic money. Right. Yeah. These I are mean, Republican roosters. These are Republican chickens coming home to roost, basically. And the Democrats need to point this out every single time. Anybody like McCarthy crows about deficit spending and the damn checkbooks of the Democrats. Like, no, this is these are past debts. These are past appropriations and things paying for now. But also the government running better than it did under Trump, who had all these all these agencies without people in them because they all left or he moved them to across the country and they didn't want to move across the country. They had their families and stuff in Washington. Even if the Democrats are spending money, they're spending money on things that the Republicans put off like infrastructure that has been put off by the Republicans for so long. And then, of course, the uh, Biden administration has spent money on pandemic, getting it, you know, getting people to be able to live through the pandemic. Uh, OK, here's the thing about the uh, Infrastructure Act that drives me crazy is that every single Republican in either house voted against it, but they show up for the ribbon cuttings and are very pr proud of the money being spent and the jobs being created. And I just wish somebody would come there and hold up signs and boo and hiss at all these hypocrites showing up to take credit for the Infrastructure Act that they all voted against. That drives yeah. me nutty. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy. I, I know that our local small Democratic group have called them out on that several times in letters mm -hmm. to the editor, but we have to continue Excellent. to do that. Yeah. There's not a day that, that I don't go on Facebook that they're toting some something from the infrastructure bill to make uh -huh. sure people apply for this, that, and the other. Uh-huh. You know, oh and unfortunately people people fall for it. Yeah. I, I had talked to to several people out in the community lately and they don't even understand what the oh, debt is. No idea. We're dealing with that. So when when people don't know something, they don't pay attention. That's concerning. That is. They're not paying attention. And this report I heard earlier when we were talking about the SNAP thing, the uh, here and now, they had gone to and spoken to, somebody had gone and spoken to people in Kentucky who were receiving uh, this SNAP benefits. And they had already lost the boost, the extra money from the pandemic for some reason. It stopped at the beginning of the year in Kentucky. And they were devastated. So it's not like blue states are benefiting from these benefits. People, Republicans in conservative so-called red states are going to suffer and are suffering too from the decrease in these benefits. So I don't know. Of course, they were upset about it. The other thing that I have that was so depressing to me was this. I don't know if you ever watched the OpDocs opinion documentaries that are in the New York Times. I frequently watch them and, and sometimes they're fun and they're just short little videos. This is a 20 minute video. It's not fun about Jared Draper and being tortured to death in a Harrison County, Indiana jail. He was arrested. He was on a methamphetamine high and they knew it evidently, or at least some of them knew it. They put him in these straitjacket things. There's a video of it. 
because there was a, a camera in the cell and they just basically tortured him to death. They, the, the so-called Harrison County nurse came in with a taser, tased him seven times within 15 minutes. And every time he tased, he jerked around and was trying to get out of it and everything. And they did it again. He's naked under this, but he's restrained. The, the, the prosecuting attorney, the district attorney said, no, there's no case for a criminal. Um, even though there's like five or six guys around this one naked man that they've put in this like robe that and tied him to a chair. Oh. you know, with his wrist down and stuff. They've got a thing over his head. Oh. I mean, I, I, I'm trying not to cry, but. Um, <laughs> that shouldn't have happened, Barb. It shouldn't. Oh my gosh. Well, and, I, and, and then with, you know, all the news about Tyree Nichols, of course, that's upsetting. I did not watch that video. I'm not going to watch that video, I but I didn't him. have to, to get upset about it. And that camera <laughs> that was a stop cop stop it was supposed to be a crime fighter camera which i is I, ironic as i was telling john earlier that this crime stopping camera caught the torture of tyree nichols and and murder of tyree nichols now these people in indiana by the way this guy's white they're all white and he called his mother when he got in jail i guess he had his one phone call and said i'm in the harrison county jail i will I'll call you later. And she never heard from him again because they did this torture thing to him and, and he died. And they said they didn't know he was on drugs, but they did. And he was, he was eliciting the kind of thing that someone on these meth. drugs, meth. yeah, meth would, would behave. And his mother said when, she, when, when he called her, oh, well, good, he's in a safe place. Ha ha. Not, huh. not knowing. And then they, they, so they couldn't get a criminal charges against these guys and the federal government wouldn't either. They sent the, the testimony, they did a civil suit and they got a million dollars for his daughter or something like that. But you see in the video, some of the, the questioning of these guys slouched in their chair, like nothing happened, like, you know, was, and so Judy, Harrison County, Indiana, where this occurred, very much like Susquehanna County, not the same land size, like half the land size. So the density was 46, I think, for uh, Susquehanna County and 86 for, for Harrison County. So denser but the same population 39,000 or something guarantees something like that would never happen at our jail so part of a commissioner's job is to oversee the county jail so we have we're part of I'm also part of the jail board which is the judge and the district attorney and the sheriff the chair, sheriff is the chair you're not a jail bird you're part no. of the jail board. Okay. Jail board. Did I say jail bird? Or no. Did it sound like jail bird? No. Okay. No, no, not jail bird. I hope I'll never be a jail bird. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it has to do with the appropriate training and the expectations. You know, though that sounds like an easy fix, you know, it's 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 creating that culture. You know, somewhere along the way, and it might have had to do with this war on drugs that that has failed. Our 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 criminal justice system has created a culture, not everybody, but there's certain parts of it. I do think there are good cops out there. I think there are jails that run very efficiently, 
but it, there's become this like military militarizing of our police, I, I think, where criminals in their eyes become like these these enemy combatants. It's that it's that mentality and they become less than human. And it's become a culture here. Now, Susquehanna County, small jail, but we get individuals that are high on meth. We get individuals that are very mentally ill because the mental health system is very broken. And we end up having people that really should not be appropriately there because they are combative. Nothing like that has ever happened there because with the right training, you can handle situations like that because well, there are more of the norm, Barb, than not lately because the vast majority of our people coming in are high on drugs and are acting certain ways, but mm -hmm. it, it shouldn't have ever happened. These, 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 these correctional officers should have been trained and that's what we can learn from this as a society. And those are the things that they need to do from a federal level is require these types of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they, they may have been trained, but they didn't give a yeah, crap. Two things I want to say. One was this mother said that, you know, he shouldn't be in jail anyway. He's ill. He's not a criminal. He's ill and he should be treated that way and because of his drug abuse. And that's A. And B, before your time, way before your time, I did hear about some horrible things at that jail to women, the misogyny that went on to women, to female uh, prisoners. I did hear some bad things. I mean, not like rape, nothing like that, no. but, but misuse, uh, I mean, abuse, abuse. I mean Oh, yeah. abuse. This is before your time. So I, I'm glad to hear that that is not the case any, any longer. No, no. And, and it, it really, a jail, a jail culture is tough to begin with, but there's standards that you have to follow. I mean, we're dealing with human beings, you know, at their worst. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why you have to be militarized to look tough. You know, I, I don't get that. You know, what's the solution to all of this? And I think we tried this before from a federal level and it ended. I think in 2020, when this defund the police thing came out, when the Republicans got frustrated with the Democrats and it, and it went nowhere. Really what, what it comes down to is, is you can be a police officer, still be tough, still have authority, but we have to add a little social work into it. I know that sounds very kumbaya, but really that's what it is. It's identifying what a person's needs are, recognizing that it, substance use is a disease and it's not a character flaw, that those yeah. are just behaviors. You know, those things go a long way, but they are dehumanized and treated like horrible human beings because of their disease and because of their actions that come along with it. It's getting on board with what's going on. And, and there are some that are doing very well with that. And I do think it should be re regulated from a federal level and not left to the individual um, precincts and the individual counties to handle it because they're not, obviously not, you know, these they're instances not. are increasing and getting more violent and we're catching them on, on tape and, and still nothing is being done about it. So I hope mm -hmm. our federal government does at least start to to mandate that certain types of protocols have to be put in place and have to be regulated. That's well, my there, there is the um, the so, George Floyd Policing sorry. Act. Is that where you're headed? Yes, there is the George. Thank you. Go ahead, Liz. You, you see, yeah, I was reading, I heard about this on the way home this evening. A report about the Tyree Nichols funeral, and I was in absolute tears on the way home. And um, they're talking on the George Floyd uh, Policing Act would give some federal 
teeth to you know policing policemen i understand i'm i've not read the bill i'm not going to pretend to say i know what it's about but it seemed that it would give some some teeth to some you know oversight after the, um, this other senseless senseless brutal murder by um uh, I, I I don't understand I, I can't get my mind around it. I don't understand it either. I don't understand how so many people and it wasn't just the five. Evidently, there were more people and there were EMT people that did nothing. I mean, yeah. how could all these people dehumanize this one man who seemed like he didn't do anything? I mean, and, so yeah. the little bit I heard him say was, mm -hmm. I just want to go home. I, it just doesn't make any sense, does it? And, and plus the um, the assailants, uh, the, the assailants, i.e. The, the policemen, um, were all black, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I, I heard a snippet of um, from the eulogy today from um, Al Sharpton. Yeah. And I love this quote. He said, um, he said to these men, you beat a brother to death. There's nothing more insulting and offensive to those of us that fight to open doors, that you walk through those doors and act like the folks we had to fight to get you through them doors. Yeah. The irony of that, you know, that yeah. they've absorbed this police brutality culture in this yeah. area. I mean, I, I'm a Jewish and not all cops are bad. I've known some very nice, you know, well-meaning hardworking cops. I'm not demeaning the whole field, of course, but yeah, the irony of these need, guys. We need police officers. We need police officers. You know, they, they're supposed to be helping their community to yeah. get through things. And, and they, you know, both these men, the 40-year-old Jared Draper and the 29-year-old Tyree Nichols were you know, human beings for crying out loud. And, they and then, like, yeah. otherwise. And I saw some BS on Twitter, like some right-wing Republican Nazi made some remark about Nichols not being quote-unquote compliant. I mean, you don't end up dead for not being, you know, you sass back to a cop, you don't end up dead, crying out loud. And he was, he was compliant. The New York Times had an article about all the, the impossibility of a person following the, the orders that the police officers were giving him. There were so many within the course of such a short amount of time, you know, like get on the ground. I'm on the ground. When you don't get further on the ground, I mean, things like this was ridiculous. And yeah. you're right, Liz, even if he wasn't completely compliant, that isn't a death sentence. Like this guy in the, there was tape, you know, held down, strapped down in a chair. That's what they said about him. He was mm -hmm. trying to get out or whatever. Duh. Yeah. How many people have been killed, shot in the back for running away? Mm -hmm. That's not a death sentence either. Mm -hmm. I had okay. someone in law, local law enforcement today come up to me and they were very bothered by this. They prefaced the conversation with, there are such good cops out there and these people, it pisses me off that they give us such a bad name. And I said, well, mm -hmm. you speak out about it. He said, you know, I had to go and serve papers. Um, I for, for someone not paying their mortgage. They're, they're going to get their house removed. And I showed up and found out that the gentleman was a vet. So guess what I did? I called him the following day. I got him resources that he needed to get back on his feet. I've been calling him every day to make sure that he's okay. Those are the things that good cops do. I said, absolutely. And you got to let, let people know that. There are good cops out there, but unfortunately they do give them a bad name, but it's a, enough of a problem. It's enough of a problem though, that it's not here and there. It's too mm -hmm. much of a problem and they need to stand up. We need to stand up and we need to, to expect our elected officials to do something about it. Yeah. That's why they provide so much cross training for police officers in social service, social work, because a lot of what they're, they're handling the mentally ill mostly or yeah. the drug, drug addicted, mentally yeah. ill. And it's, you know, it's not what they 
so the, the good departments have that cross training available. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, in this country, we have so many guns that they're frightened. I don't blame them in many respects. Mm -hmm. That they're frightened. Many of them are frightened because our people have guns. So many people have guns. They're not the only ones with guns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the the other thing I wanted to say, and then I'll let you say what you want to say. <laughs> Is this Jordan Klepper from um, the Daily Beast video? Did you watch it, Liz? I don't know if anybody watched it. I don't think I didn't get a chance to. I was at work all day. You guys, it's great. Sombrero Trump. Jordan Klepper went to a so-called Trump rally in South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, and interviewed some people that were there. There weren't very many people there, so it wasn't a rally. It turns out. It was invited guests or something, but they thought it was a rally and Trump had called it a rally, but it wasn't a rally. So some of the people he interviewed said, oh, we thought it was a rally. And, and then the other people said, no, it's just invited guests. The guy with his sombrero with Trump signs pasted all over this sombrero, uh, he said it was only for invited guests. I guess he was one of them. I don't know. But some of the things these people said, first of all, Trump is the president and Biden is, I don't know what he's doing. He does, Biden does not have the presidential seal. So Klepper so says, well, what is the seal when he speaks, when he gets behind a podium and there's this presidential seal on his podium? What's that? Is that fake or what? Yes, that's fake because Trump is the president and he's in charge of the military. And so Klepper said, oh, so Trump's military sent all the help to the to Ukraine. Oh no, no. Trump's military didn't send. And then this other gray-haired woman said, it's two gray-haired women. This other gray-haired woman said, no, that's Biden's military. They each have their own military. And Ooh. yeah, and if Trump was president, he would have stopped the war in Ukraine just by talking to Putin and laying down the law. He just would have done it. Biden isn't able to do it, but Trump would have been able to do it because he's just got this, you know, power. I don't know. He just would have been able to do it. I don't get people. If you're interested in having a little bit of a chuckle. I need a chuckle. Go to YouTube and put in Jordan Klepper Daily Beast video or something. It comes right up. Well, this kind of plays into my theory, you know, other theory for other people that the dumbing down of America is intentional because people like this will follow people like Trump. They don't, they're not educated. They don't want it. They don't know any better. And maybe the, the poor nutrition standards, they can't learn as well as they could have when they were, you know, so there's all, to me, this is like this vast conspiracy, the dumbing down of America to make us more compliant and more easily led to all this right-wing bullshit. Well, absolutely. And th that plays right into another topic I was going to talk about, although we might want to stop in a minute. Uh, we're, we're going over a little bit. Um, and that's DeSantis and Florida and mm -hmm. what they're doing to education. Maybe we'll save that for next time. Maybe we'll try to. But I do want to say that uh, our Susquehanna County Public Library is there today I sorting books and they, they have a really nice Black history display of books. Oh, good. Uh, including a book by Tennessee Coates, uh, not his first book. So it's it's a later book. They had the uh, 1619 Project, which Florida is trying to get that out of the and they're successfully getting out that out of the college advanced placement curriculum. 
They have cut out because of Florida. So it's 2.8 million Florida public school students will not get a quality education. And the judge has put a stop on it. But the college AP people, they withdrew it. So the African uh, American studies aren't going to be in the curriculum. And that's probably going to be everywhere because of Florida. So the judge put a hold on this law, the stop woke law. That's what it's called. Stop woke law. Florida has taken over the marketplace of ideas to suppress disfavored viewpoints, said the federal judge and his ruling to stop it. So it's in the courts. It's in litigation. But this is the kind of thing, Liz, that you're exactly that you're talking about. And DeSantis is, is just once get all references to African-American history out and LGBTQ mentions out. Uh, you know, that can't be talked about in, at any grade level, K to 12. I mean, it's really stop woke law. It makes me want to puke. Uh. And then I wanted to say the upcoming election is very important, not in November. I mean, I don't know how important the primaries are going to be. But for Democrats, I don't think the primaries are going to be that important. But judges, and we need our Democratic judges elected. So you need to work for November to get our judges out. And we're going to work. And of course, to get Judy Herschel reelected to county commissioner, we're going to work mm-hmm. for her. She's got to be reelected too. She's our voice in the in the courthouse. School board too. And the school board, mm-hmm. Susquehanna school board. No, I, the school boards are up this this election too. Oh, school boards. Yep. So if you're if there's an opening in your your area, please run for school board. That'd be great. Let's get back one second to the 1619 Project. I just want to mention that Hulu, if you don't want to read the book, they had the book at the library on the table with the, mm-hmm. with the other books. They had the 1619 Project book, uh, which the Republicans hate for some reason. So there is a Hulu 1619 television. I think it's six episodes, six Thursdays. So if you're interested in that, I'm going to watch that, I think. Um, that That might be nice. Okay, guys, do you have anything? No, I think that's... Plenty. <laughs> I want to thank you too for putting up with my uh, um, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and um, I hope I end them, end them, end them. And I noticed I say absolutely a lot, so I should cut that out. But anyway, oh, great. we've come a long way in almost five years. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we'll be five years from now, right? Has it been five years? Oh my goodness. I think so. Can you believe that? That's no. Crazy. That's uh, awesome. It's been enjoyable. I've, yeah. I wish we had some supporters. We're getting there. We're inching. We're inching. Oh, hey, we have to thank our international listener. Oh, oh yeah. Jen, Jen Gonley. And, and um, let's see. I forget how to say her name. She's in Ireland. Okay. So, somebody. so we have international listenership. Thank you, Jen. Yes. <laughs> Please share with your friends so we have more than one international listener. Yeah, yeah, Jen. We could we could do the whole country. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Love you guys and talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Have a great night, guys. Good night. Good night.